It's the Adam Ritz Show, a social awareness talk show touching on fellowship, leadership, philanthropy, and more. Adam hosts the show on location from coast to coast, interviewing college students, student athletes, campus administrators, professional athletes, and social experts about social issues ranging from bullying to Twitter and everything in between. And now, it's your social awareness radio host, Adam Ritz. I'm Adam Ritz. We're in Eugene, Oregon, on the campus of the University of Oregon, broadcasting in front of a live studio audience. Yes, they love it here. All right, great crowd, lots of energy. We have our first guest, Monica, here. Hi, Monica, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm doing fantastic, and you have been volunteered, not by yourself, uh, but your teammates. We're with the student-athletes at the uh, University of Oregon, the Oregon Ducks, uh, in the Pac-12, and your student-athletes on this uh, student-athlete advisory committee have volunteered you to talk about the talent show that you guys, you guys just had to raise funds for the O-Heroes. Tell us about that. Well, a bunch of teams went up and either did a video submission or like a live act and had a bunch of people come in to look at them. Okay, and for uh, somebody like me and our listeners that's not too familiar with O-Heroes, can you tell us what O-Heroes is? Uh, Well, just a group of student-athletes that try to benefit the community. All right, okay. And really, why you're on the show and you've been volunteered by your peers is because of your talent. You were actually in the talent show, and I hear you sing. Is that correct? Yes. And you're going to sing for us right now. Can we get her to sing for us today? Okay. And you know what? This is only a half-hour show, so you don't have to do the whole song. Just, uh, you know, do uh, a couple stanzas, maybe one chorus. Give me, give me something. Of what? I don't... What was the song you sang in the talent show? Oh, the cup song. The, the cup song. All right. All right, how's the cup song go? Um, I got my ticket for the long way round. Two bottle whiskey for the way And I sure would like some sweet company And I'm leaving tomorrow, what do you say? It's Monica! <laughs> All right. <laughs> that was awesome. Thank you so much for sharing your talents with us. You're welcome. <laughs> I, I mean... <laughs> Maybe you keep working, you'll be able to talk as well as you sing someday. (laughs) Adam Ritz is a media personality and keynote speaker interviewing amazing people from coast to coast. Follow him on Twitter at Adam Ritz or listen to him now on The Adam Ritz Show. All right, the show rolls on. My name is Adam Ritz. Can't thank you enough for tuning in. We are going to feature a conversation right now with Josh Wildman. Josh is the CEO of his family business, the Wildman Business Group. And I had a chance to uh, work on another radio show called Bottom Line Faith. I'm a co-host and executive producer of this show. And it looks at how business owners and business leaders in the marketplace um, deal with leadership, deal with people, deal with uh, charity, tithing. Um, deal with their faith and their decision-making. And uh, if you're interested in this show, you can learn more at bottomlinefaith.org. The shows are on iTunes and Google Play for download. You can subscribe. Information at bottomlinefaith.org. And my co-host, 
Ray Hilbert uh, had the interview with Josh, and uh, there were some great, great tidbits of uh, information about uh, giving back to the community, um, his mission trips uh, to South America, uh, the company's tithing. They give away a lot of their profits. It's uh, pretty inspirational. Leadership. They even have a marriage retreat for their employees. And I wanted to feature uh, a lot of this half-hour show uh, on this show, the Adam Rich Show, the public affairs show, because it, it really does um, meet some of the uh, topics that we talk about on this show. So we go to Josh Wildman now, CEO of the Wildman Business Group. This is audio from Bottom Line Faith, and we'll learn first uh, a little bit about the business, the family business that Josh runs. Well, we are a third-generation family business started in 1952. actually started as a retail dry cleaner, and my, my grandfather bought himself a job. Didn't know anything about the laundry business, decided he wanted to be in business uh, as an entrepreneur, and um, left Standard Oil at the time after being a uh, World War II fighter pilot and came and bought a, a small dry cleaner in Napanee, Indiana. And from there, it was just a, it was a small business for many years, but it provided an income to, um, to, to the family at that time. And my, my dad, the, the middle child then in uh, the mid-'70s, would join the business, and out of necessity, still a small laundry dry cleaner, he would take us into uniform rental and more of the industrial laundry side of things and create himself a job just like my grandfather had done. And um, the business was just big enough to support two families then, and Dad did a great job. He's a, he's an entrepreneur at heart and really got after it and grew the business um, until about mid-'90s and then made a, made a bold decision to buy a company here in town and double the size of the company, highly leveraged the business. Uh, I think he said 11 times he went to the bank, and it was on the back of a napkin. He finally convinced the local bank, Lake City Bank, to uh, to loan us uh, over $2 million. And um, by the grace of God, that all worked out. And my dad, out of, uh, you know, just in, in prayer, realized that he wasn't the leader to, to move the business forward and was wise enough and humble enough to go outside and hire an outside CEO to uh, to really develop the business, integrate the two companies, and train the next generation. And it was about that time that I joined the business, and we would begin to diversify. Now we have five businesses. Um, Wildman uh, Uniform and Linen is our industrial laundry. It equates for about 40% of our business. Uh, we also have a facility service business that, that delivers first aid, safety products, janitorial products to many businesses. It's a nice compliment. We also have a apparel and promotional company, Wildman Imprints, which too uh, a nice compliment to our, our laundry side and helps with branded apparel and promotional products uh, as an extension to our customer base. And then we got a little outside uh, the norm and uh, we decided that some of the successes we'd had in, in diversifying and distribution um, would complement themselves as another business unit. We went into paper distribution and began distributing paper and janitorial products to other laundries, teaching them how to, to add those to their routes, market them, and sell them. That is Winona Paper, just became Winona Services. And lastly, and this is a whole story in itself, we, uh, we had a sales manager who had a relationship with Notre Dame, and the Sportula was born, which is our consumer products division. So we're licensed with the NFL, uh, Major League Baseball, 
NHL, all the major leagues, over 170 colleges and universities as well, and several different consumer products now out of that company. Um, but it's all been, there's a story behind all of it, and by the grace of God, he has provided the people and the resources to grow our business. Um, and my father was, you know, one thing he taught us very early on was to give and to tithe, and not only of your money, but your time and your talent. And he set that example, and, and as a company, we've, we've, we've honored that. And as the good word says, it, it has come back to overflowing, and our barns are constantly... Uh, uh, needing expansion. So. <laughs> well, to that point, you know, one of the things that has amazed me, we've probably known each other now, I think three or four years, somewhere, maybe five, I'm not sure. But um, you really have demonstrated that faithfulness of tithing and giving. And I know we'll get into some of the causes that mm -hmm. the business supports and those sorts of things. So um, you, thank you for that background. That's very helpful to understand a little bit about the company. And uh, so you've got some some synergy in some of those companies, but there's some diversity there too, which I'm sure is going to be part of our conversation on some of those challenges. That's the voice of Ray Hilbert. He's my co-host on Bottom Line Faith. Again, more info at bottomlinefaith.org. And now our guest, Josh Wildman, uh, talks a little bit about his reluctancy at first to take a mission trip with his wife. I, uh, I, again, it's so funny how you never say n never. Um, I did not want to go on a missions trip. My wife mm. badly wanted me to go to Guatemala um, on a missions trip. I felt very comfortable. You know, we could be in business. We could give money. I didn't need to go spend my time, and, and it just wasn't something that, that had grabbed my heart. But went to Guatemala, and it would change uh, my life and her life forever. And any of the things that come with it, I would do it no matter what. So... I actually love that, Josh, that whole, there, there's a, a word picture in my mind as you were sharing that story that I could see a natural progression that really so many of our listeners should pay attention to, and that is the process of a job to a career to a calling. Much of it began by telling the Lord, never, I'm not going to do this, but then he had another plan and took some things from you that you wanted, right? Your, your wakeboarding and that sort of thing. But now in hindsight, I think it's pretty obvious what was happening there, right? Absolutely. Well, folks, we are uh, talking with uh, my dear friend, Josh Wildman. He is the CEO of the Wildman Business Group. So Josh, on this whole topic of uh, business and ministry, we'll, we'll get into some of the challenges in just a moment and some of the lessons you've learned over the past few years. But tell us just real quickly, what are some of the, the project, the causes? And some of the things that we've put in place, you know, in building culture, it, it takes being very intentional and in living that out. You can't just say it. You know, um, we have a, a world outreach program that we put, have put in place where our employees can earn uh, five extra vacation days every year to go serve. It can be locally. It can be globally. Um, as long as it's um, in line with the vision that we've placed, um, we, we're going to support them. We're going to help them get there. And part of that is that we do two uh, company-sponsored trips to the Dominican Republic every year. We've taken over 150 people on 20-plus trips um, down to the Dominican Republic. We've seen many, many people come to know the Lord. We've had a baptism on almost every trip. It's just been, yeah, it's just, it, it's phenomenal every trip how the Holy Spirit moves and and always God is glorified in that. We um, we've made a commitment as a business: twenty percent of our our profits annually are given away, and that has been 
in the midst of growth and all the challenges uh, of cash flow and supporting um, everything that we have going as a business, that has been an awesome thing to sacrificially give that money away and just see it do awesome things uh, throughout the world and locally. Um, we've we've been able to bring in organizations that we support to to talk at our company meetings, um, and that's been been incredible. Um, we do a marriage retreat annually in Hawaii that my parents sponsor and and bring four couples there to be more than just another uh, mid-sized family business. Um, share with uh, our audience maybe a mistake or two that you've made in your leadership that now as you look back and you say, wow. I'd really like to do that one over again, or I've learned my lesson there. What, what's a great learning point that you'd, you'd, you'd be uh, happy to share with our audience? Uh, well, as my mentor often said, it's you dig a, dig a lot of little holes, just don't dig the really big hole. And if you're shoveling over your head, you might be getting too deep. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I've made a lot of mistakes. We've made a lot of mistakes. And um, um, ultimately, I think it's the, the, the mistakes sometimes aren't the big mistakes. It's when... You know that your your character was not what it should have been as a Christ follower. That most disappoints, and I think probably some of the the ones that have most upset me was where I knew I let my fallen, sinful nature get the best of me, and I either became angry, short tempered, didn't take the time to think something through. I mean, we've made big mistakes financially we've made big mistakes we have a very special guest now i'm at Furman college in greenville south carolina with luke hi luke how are you i'm doing well adam thanks so much for having me you are luke christie be the things that jesus christ looks at and goes that was your opportunity to be you missed it but that was your opportunity i didn't care about the hundred thousand dollar mistake you made on signing a certain contract well, let, let's talk a little bit then about, uh, you, you mentioned just a moment ago that advice that your mentor gave you about just, you know, don't dig the big hole that's over your head. But what's some of the best advice you've been given, um, either growing up or since you've become CEO here, but what's some of the best advice you've been given as a Christ follower, as a business leader, and how does that advice continue to impact you today? Um, I would start with people, and I would say, Again, another another we we call them country boy principles. That's what our our mentor, the CEO I mentioned, uh, used to call them. Is that people have an ROI too, and I think it's really really important that you know at the end of the day, business gets done across the table, one person to another. And when you're selling, you're really out there trying to make a friend. And when you're negotiating, you're really just trying to collaborate and come to a, an agreement where you both can win and there's there's so much truth to it's it's really about your relationships and so people matter and people have an ROI we really look at that and say what what matters to the individual do I know them really really well personally and where does that fit in our strategy as a business and how can we maximize that so at the end of the day I mean, if you get the right people on board that align with your vision and mission and values, and then you put them in the right seat, anything's possible. Um, and it's a constant work in process because mm-hmm. people evolve and change throughout that. But, you know, people have an ROI is, is very important. Um, and then, too, I think another thing that we really like to talk about is what gets measured gets managed. And I know that sounds simple, but our our business has grown tenfold in the last 15 years. 
And that has been based on that mantra of really creating a strategic plan, um, coming up with the, the key performance indicators, and then holding the scorecard that you meet on regularly with your leadership team and your, your management team and review how you're doing against your plan. And we've, you know, lived that out weekly with diligence and discipline and getting the right people with the right plan, get a good scorecard that you measure every week and then create that tempo of accountability where you're meeting and you're talking and I'm talking quality meetings where conflict happens and things are put on the table and decisions are made that move the company forward um, that are proactive, not reactive. So what gets measured gets managed. And then I, I think at the end of the day, you know, and this is really probably not a business mantra, but boy, I just, I look at the example my father set with tithing and I mean, miracles, like getting an NFL contract on, on after two no's and they shouldn't have given it to us. Um, you know, miracles, I've, I've seen miracles happen in our business and I, I just flat out, well, somebody can't, you know, being provided at a time when you needed a key person that literally walked in the door. But have you always had that commitment to tithing, even when cash flows were tight, even when you didn't know when the next contract was coming from, or, you know, where I'm heading with this probably, was it one of those where, okay, we got things solid, solidified, we've got cash flow, now let's start tithing. Tell us about that. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, good question. And I, I this is not prudent business advice. So uh, my father, our, our church, our local church that we've gone to for many years, we're a community church, great great local church, um, had decided to build a building after, I think it was about 10 years, you know, renting from every space that could house as, as it continued to grow. And dad came to, to Steve and I, and at that time we were not tithing as a company. We had not made the commitment to tithe as a company. It was left to individuals. Dad said, I, I would like to give the church a quarter of a million dollars. And at that time we were borrowing from a line of credit to make payroll, Wow. Because we were trying to get the company kickstarted and growing. We didn't a lot of things going on, but we were literally, you know, barely, barely keeping our heads above water. And dad wanted to give a quarter of a million dollars away. And and Steve and I talked about it and dad and we we Steve was our CEO at that time and decided we're gonna live we're gonna go out on faith. And we're gonna we're gonna do this, and we literally borrowed money <laughs> to give it away, uh, which is not prudent and uh, <laughs> business advice. But I think it was more God saying, "Are you? Do you trust me? Do you trust me that that you know if if the person that I've put made responsible for this business at this time is feeling convicted and led by the Holy Spirit to give this money away? Do you trust me? You know, you might look at it on the balance sheet and say you're borrowing money." look at it as an investment that you're making in me because I'll return it tenfold. And then it was from then on, you can literally look at our growth charts and see that it just, it went like crazy. And, and we've, we've given 20% has been the minimum. There's been years where we've given 35% because somebody needed it. And, um, it's always just worked out 
we're never totally comfortable, but we've always got enough. So that's cool. Josh Wildman, CEO of the Wildman Business Group, an amazing way to run a company. If you want more information, check out the entire interview at bottomlinefaith.org. I'm Adam Ritz. Coming up next, a conversation with Luke Christie, spokesperson for the MDA. Get socially technical with The Adam Ritz Show. Facebook, Adam Ritz Show. Twitter, at Adam Ritz. It's social technically. We have a phenomenal network of clinics with uh, neurologists and nurses who are specially trained to help people maintain their optimal functioning, their, their highest level of functioning every day so that they can live the fullest life. Um, and that clinic network is, is truly amazing. Uh, and then the last thing that we do, and we do a lot of other things, but these are our three big areas, are um, similar to, to clinics. Another area of programming, and one of my personal favorites, um, is we have a, a network of summer camps that uh, offer one week out of the year of barrier-free fun and excitement for kids ages 6 to 17. Oh, cool. And these camps are often uh, the, the first, and for some, the only taste of independence that uh, our, our kids affected by one or more of these diseases get from their parents. And the way we do that is we have volunteer counselors who are paired one-on-one with every camper. So every camper has a buddy for the week who helps them with all of their personal care needs so that they can spend that week away from mom and dad. Um, And that's another way in which a lot of our youth groups help us out. We have a lot of people who got connected through MDA through a service project at school who go on to be camp counselors. And they love that physical aspect of giving back more even than raising the money and, and awareness. Where are those camps? Are they nationwide, different, um, I guess, terrain, different uh, weather, different times of year? Oh, you said in the summer, though. Uh, where are they? We have about 90 different locations wow. across the nation. Uh, definitely want to make it local for the campers so that they don't have to travel very far. So anywhere there's a, a local MDA office, there's a, a camp in within a, a certain radius of that office. So we have about 90 of them, uh, and they are all in the summer, beginning as early as first week of June and going as late in as to third or fourth week of August. Um, so really that summer season from June till Labor Day, um, we have camps. And they're, the locations vary, you know, they're, my, my camp, and I'm, I'm now too old to be a camper, but my camp is in sort of a traditional campground type setting with cabins and a lodge and, you know, athletic fields and that kind of thing. There's a camp I, I visited, I did a, um, a speech at a, a conference in Salt Lake City, and their staff, their MDA staff there was telling me that their camp is an indoor camp at the Hilton downtown. Mm. And so they do sort of, I think some of that's because of the heat and the, the weather um, in Salt Lake City in the summer. But they do, they do everything indoor, and they've got these big indoor pool facilities and other places where, where the kids hang out. And they do it sort of luxury style. Um, so it's, it's different everywhere you go, and that's what makes it neat, too, is it's, every camp has its own little yeah. feel, personal feel to it. Nothing wrong with a little luxury. Our guest is Luke Christie. He's the youth national chairman 
of uh, MDA, and you mentioned you, you just talked about Labor Day and uh, raising money. And for my generation, we grew up with Jerry Lewis in the MDA telethon over Labor Day weekend. Now, you've been on that show. I have, absolutely. I've, I've appeared on what was the Jerry Lewis telethon a number of times. You've met Jerry Lewis. I have met Jerry Lewis. Jerry is a, he's a great guy. I always tell people that meeting and spending time with Jerry is like being in one of his movies. <laughs> if you've ever seen an old Jerry Lewis movie, because that's his personality. He is that funny and goofy um, in real life, but he also has a real heart for um, his kids, Jerry's kids, and, and the MDA cause. He's, he has since retired, and is, um, I actually saw an interview not long ago. Uh, he's making uh, a new movie, really? possibly his last, but... Um, it's, it's, it's exciting and, and he's doing great things, um, and is retired in his official capacity with us, but we'll always okay. have a special place. Now you were telling me earlier that, uh, you're actually on, I guess the board to try to decide how to make the new MDA telethon post Jerry Lewis, how, how to make it relevant in today's, I guess, attention span or social media or, or how, what are you doing with this? Yeah, that's right. The, the telethon is, is undergoing, has been undergoing, um, a lot of, a lot of changes. The broadcast for 2012, which took place on Sunday, September 2nd, was called for the first time the MDA Show of Strength. And um, it was a three-hour superstar, superstar show um, with, with a high-energy, high-octane impact effect. And um, I, I think it was very successful. It was a great show to watch. We had a lot of younger celebrities, hopefully some people that will reach my generation and the, and the youth that I work with, and we're continuing to develop that um, in a good way. One way in which we have really facelifted the telethon, and we focus on this all throughout the year now, is through the use of social media. So we've had, we, we plug the MDA Facebook, um, which is facebook.com slash MDA national. Okay. Um, and we also do the same with Twitter, and that, that handle is at MDA news. And we, we, with the show, we had uh, special tweets from our celebrities about our celebrities. Because the show was shorter than usual, we had all of our celebrities record two numbers, and one of them uh, appeared on the broadcast on television. The other one was an exclusive online-only, kind of a backstage extras type thing that you could only access if you were following us and keeping up with our social media stuff throughout the show. And that was very, very popular. So that's the kind of thing that we're doing to, to evolve and, and involve the new tools, which, which really make an impact. And that's, I tell people that all the time. I have people, um, and I understand this, you know, it's a lot of times people have difficulty asking other people for money. It's a, it's a tight economy where we're strapped, and, and we all understand that. But there's also a huge impact you can make in just raising awareness, just talking about the issues and just saying, um, I want to do something. Maybe I don't have a hundred bucks to give, um, or, or even a dollar to give. And I always say every dollar matters. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter how small the amount, it makes a difference. But even if you can't do that, um, you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, retweet our stuff. We put out all kinds of stuff about our research and that makes an impact just by raising awareness to all of our, our listeners out there. You know, that's a fantastic point. If you can't give money, just keep the conversations going, the awareness going. The Twitter is at MDA News. 
follow them, retweet them, and then the Facebook is slash MDA National. Follow them or like them and, and share all their stuff on, on that page as well. Now, let's say we do have some money and want to give it to you. What's the best uh, digital avenue to give money to the organization, MDA? Well, you can, you can do a simple, secure online donation at www.mda.org. Um, and that's anybody, anywhere can do that. That's an easy way to do it. If you want to get involved a little more locally, I would encourage you to do so. Also, go on mda.org. And uh, right there on our homepage, there's an option to type in your zip code, and that'll give you information for your nearest local MDA office. Great idea. Um, and it'll have address, phone number, and a general contact email, and you can get set up with them. They'll provide you with human resources, staff members who are happy to talk with you, uh, help you set up an event. And then, of course, if you want, uh, if you want to do a donation that way, they can, they can take a check in the mail or um, come out and see you and arrange something. So there's, there's two easy ways to do it. Um, and, and a lot of the money through just the general national page will get distributed locally. Um, so that's a super easy way to do it. But like I said, if you want to get to know some of the people behind the name of this organization, I would definitely encourage you to go local. Zip code MDA.org. Got it. He's Luke Christie. Uh, National Youth Chairperson for the Muscular Dystrophy Association. It's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Before I let you go, how can our listeners um, follow what you're doing? What is your Twitter and your Facebook? I I am on Twitter, and I I tweet actually a lot about my work with MDA. Um, In fact, you know when I'm not traveling because my my feed kind of gets a little quiet for a while. So usually when I'm on the road, I'm, I'm on it all the time, and I, I keep everybody updated. So my handle is at Luke, D as in dog, Christy, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-E. Um, so it's at Luke D. Christy, um, no capital letters or anything. Make it easy for folks. You dog. What's the D for? That's right. Uh, my middle name is Darby. Oh, okay. I thought yeah. it was dog. No, so it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's Luke D. Christy. And then Facebook is uh, LD, again, D as in dog, Christy82 on Facebook and Twitter. Um, All right. Yeah. Well, I'm telling you, it's just been a pleasure to have you on the show. Best of luck with everything you do. We can't wait to watch you on national television on, uh, on every year's uh, MDA telethon over Labor Day weekend. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Best of luck to you. Thanks so much for having me, and thanks to all of your listeners and to everybody out there. We hope that you'll consider MDA when thinking of service opportunities. As I always tell people, uh, use your strengths to help those who don't have it. Make a muscle, make a difference for MDA. Thanks so much. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live, both in studio and across the country. For information on this broadcast, including how to hear this show on a station in your city, visit adamritzshow.com.